This podcast is brought to you by Good Episode Productions. You're about to enter the giggle zone, baby. Okay, delicious, beautiful. If my recording now dies, I'm going to kill myself <laughs> on camera. <laughs> but you, again, <laughs> listeners will have to pay for like 200 uh Yeah, that's, that's like a Patreon. top Patreon exclusive. Snuff. That's kind of tough. Yeah, <laughs> so, so how's everybody doing? I'm so now fucking that warm. We're finally recording. Too damn hot. Too damn hot. Uh-huh. Nobody made all these jokes. The heat. Like that classic <laughs> Michael we Mann movie. The, we, two this, we, we talked about heat for a bit uh, before we lost the recording. Mm. Uh, we talked about our favorite We didn't favorite say anything interesting suits. about it, so it's fine. All we these about previous takes been... lost like tears in rain or come in the shower like, or whatever. Come in the shower, oh, which is again, another thing that we said earlier. It would have been better if we're like, in the we're reheating. We're reheating all these secondhand jokes mm. for you under the grill. We're just yeah. like, they're a bit crisped. And then maybe not like the right temperature exactly and it's still exactly. cold on the middle, but mm. like you're enjoying them. You're, this is you're the, chomping them up. This you're is the podcasting enough. equivalent of um, when people prepare all of their meals at, like on a Sunday for the whole week and then just like store them in like little plastic boxes and then eat them getting increasingly sad throughout the rest of the week. This is this is ah. what we've done. It's Saturday and so you've we're met a meal mom. prep loser. <laughs> oh, I just it called you a loser. Saturday indeed. As, it's a beautiful um, Wednesday evening. Really late for me, but that's fine. I'm working from home tomorrow. As that so, um, like really popular British like indie rock person said, it's a Monday. It's so mundane. That yeah. one. Yeah, probably. She's, she's, <laughs> she's, she's, Austra- she's Australian. <laughs> oh, she's Australian. Same thing. You know my thoughts on Australians. They're just warm. Kylie Minogue. Who are you talking about? No, Courtney Barnett. Oh, Courtney Barnett. she's Australian. It's a Monday. Kylie Minogue and it's Courtney Barnett are like basically the same kind artist. of things will happen today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she sings about gardening, and she's like, "I'm not very good at breathing in," and I'm like, "I'm also asthmatic, and I don't feel the same about this." Mm, uh, <laughs> it's a good song. So enough from you, Mister Mister yeah, George. It's, it's basically, fine. if uh, Courtney Barnett is like if. Uh, if uh, Phoebe Bridgers was, um... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I just hate whenever people start sentences like that. I hate Phoebe Bridgers so much for no fucking reason. <laughs> it's like... just fun to hate people. Listen, we—if anyone's like learned anything about us on this podcast, is that we just love to hate people for like no real reason. Yeah, it's because it's because she supports the IDF. I have no idea okay. if she does, but uh, we can just say things. You can just make them up. <laughs> Go online and say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about when they found human remains in her house in 2013? It's <laughs> because what she about when she had a human, uh, like child slave, just like Mitski? Yeah. Wasn't the MNI like something oh, over like a hundred people? Yes. Minimum number of <laughs> individuals. Did you see that great? Did you see that great tweet by like some Ariana Grande stan who like posted like a. 10 second clip of a Björk song but it's like towards the end where it gets like really noisy and she was like how can P- how can any how can anyone defend this i bet Björk sucked off all music critics <laughs> oh, i love feminism Look, the thing about ariana grande is she's not doing yellow face she's uh asian pilled <laughs> and um she's <laughs> r- race maxing 
To be I fair, if anybody is thing. race maxing, it's Ariana Grande. Where will she go next? Yeah, it's like a sort <laughs> of literally speed anywhere runner. is possible. Speedrun of all the races. I've been mm-hmm. saying, I've been saying, be we're getting hijabi quantified. Ariana Grande very soon. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Twenty twenty four, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. We did I mean, say I think just the last. Anyone can wear a hijab. That's true. <laughs> I think just last episode we said that uh, the the like the like way people talk about Taika Waititi just sets him up to uh, to get cancelled. Very and funny. I think that, that today came out, like, people yesterday. dug out like transphobic <laughs> tweets he made like ten years ago. So that's great. I <laughs> oh, really. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the dumbest uh, reason to cancel anyone. Like what they tweeted in 2012. Like, come on. I mean, yeah. I don't know. We I think it's it good that happen. we made it happen by releasing that episode. Yeah. We did this <laughs> every day. <laughs> every day, like someone, like sort of tender queers on Twitter, spin a big wheel on who to like idolize. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and to and set up on a huge. I sure hope Nathan Field has never done anything problematic. <laughs> 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 yeah, there's uh I mean Nathan is very hard to to cancel in that way cuz like he I just watched that episode where he like uh where he attempted to uh where he said where he did an escape attempt where if he doesn't escape in time he's going to expose himself to children on live television. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but have you have considered it's extremely funny. <laughs> it was very funny. That. Whilst friend of the show Rowan was um, staying with me the other week, I showed him Brass Eye, including the Peter Geddon episode, and I really had forgotten (laughs) quite a lot of what happens in the Peter Geddon episode. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't actually seen the full episode, but the but the the sending an astronaut, sending a sending a pedophile (laughs) into space is the funniest (laughs) joke. Like. This is the one this was thing. the last thing we wanted to happen. <laughs> it's just, it's just a perfect joke. Just, I do, I miss quite It's just really good. It's the thing. It is a, it's brass eyes incredible. No one has made anything with equivalent teeth since, as far as I'm aware. Oh no, no that's because no, there's no good comedians left. And if if they were a good comedian, then they got cancelled immediately by the media and no longer allowed to be on television. So. No, it's fine. I've been watching uh, this really good television series. It's called like the It Crowd or something. <laughs> I'm excited mm-hmm. to see where it goes. They have this really good joke about like um, there's like um, uh, someone in clothing that you wouldn't suspect, and um, there's this really mm. good joke. Um, and I think the writer's really funny, and I hope he's doing well. I hope he's enjoying oh, his so lovely funny. marriage. I just That's think nice. it's so. There's a I joke think... about how women are crazy on their period. <laughs> it's a great. It's a, he's great a feminist. Joke. <laughs> I, I I think oh like a really rich vein vein for comedy is like what if what if nerds were like funny? What if it was funny to laugh at them though? Like what if ne- it was funny because nerds are like funny? I think there should be multiple multiple comedy shows about that very premise. I think we I need think to explore this. Con- I I think what would be really interesting if like uh, we then explored like the childhood of a nerd. Yeah, like, how did you become? <laughs> that, that legitimately sounds like a, a young nerd, as if it were. A young. I think the thing is, <laughs> you have to have Einstein. like a really good catchphrase for the nerd just to make mm-hmm. it like land properly. So like, once we thought of that, do. like like ta da, <laughs> <laughs> ta da is a good one. 
Jinkies. <laughs> I think that would be really funny, uh, personally. Um, yeah, I'm so glad like, that there's been no journalism this week. No. You know what I mean? I haven't read it. would any. suck to talk about journalism in this episode. I hate journalists. Uh, and I don't want to talk about them. So if for any reason we're going to have to talk about journalism, that's going to make me really sad and upset. Good thing we're reading a book and books aren't political. <laughs> books no. are not political. This is the thing you've got to know about books, is that they're actually words. Uh, they're not politics. Yeah. They're on, they're on paper. Thank God. Um, mm-hmm. and just like newspapers, which are also not political, and they're also words on yeah. paper. No. no. Exactly. Would you like to get into an episode? Let's Please. dive right in. Wait, are we supposed Let's to be recording? Jump into it. Stop Let's it. Just jump into it. <laughs> Sorry, George. Sorry, George. Did you say a funny joke? Yeah, I don't worry. I I'm not recording. It's fine. We're about to start, right? What <laughs> <laughs> well, wasn't the Black Book also a Linehan Shaw's yeah. Black Book? Yeah, the first watched... season. The first season was. Yeah, I watched some of that and like it's it's like very, it's like very much a formula of like British comedy, right? Like, yeah, it is. Mm. It's a little dated. Yeah. I still quite like it's like books. It just there wears are some episodes that I do think are good. Yeah, I do like the episode where they drink all the expensive wine. Yeah, oh, that one was my good. favorite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I like the one where <laughs> the and, about I, his... and I like the one where he goes to work at the shop next door, and she's like, "You can't live off the mushrooms in your hair," and then he eats the mushrooms from his hair. I thought that was pretty funny. That's good. <laughs> And he eats oven cleaner. You see, I love a fucked up guy. Yeah. Mm. He's quite fucked the up. About, the thing about Graham Linehan's shows is they're largely carried through by, like, the actual acting talent. Yeah. Like, the, the, yeah. the stars. Like, I watched, I just randomly watched something that pops up on Netflix the other day. It was called, like, Motherland. And I was like, huh. Oh. It's got what's in the Philomena Kunk in it. And then it pops up at the end. It's like direct, written and directed by Graham Linehan. I was like, oh no. Yeah, my mom loves that show. It's about being middle class and a mother. It is. Some of it's pretty good. Some of it is extremely yeah, bad. Some, yeah, there were some funny jokes. Yeah. And I did I enjoy like the, the British office when I watched it many years ago. But uh, I, the early Ricky Gervais stuff, like he had co-writers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, the thing like, is, I still so quite like the British office. Um, I don't watch yeah. either of them anymore. But to be honest, that that what really sells me on it is that if anyone says to me that they really like the US office, I'll spit on them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When someone says they like Parks and Rec, I, I stamp them on the head. I do that thing, you know, in um, yeah. you know, in Drive, where he puts that like he just he just puts the a hammer yeah, in that yeah. guy's mouth, and that like you can hear it clicking against his teeth. I do that. Yeah, that's a classic part of Drive. Parks and Recs, yeah. Rec is like kind like of like unsalvageable at this point. Like, I get why you like it. It's kind of unforgivable, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it has Louis C.K. like in an early season. I've never, uh, I've watched like two episodes. I heard yeah. Aziz Ansari is quite bad. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I kept watching, I watched like Chris nearly Pratt. all Joe Biden is in it. <laughs> And I, I got to like Joe the second Burton, season, it? and I kept watching it. I was like, "Why does this make me so angry? Why do these? Why do yeah. I find these people so irritating? And why am I still watching it?" Because they are irritating. Really I watched. Uh, I watched Michael Mean Girls recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago. No, yeah. I was. I was gonna say. I, I, I was like really positively surprised how like genuinely funny Amy Poehler was in it. Because you kind of like yeah, she can be funny. Used to you got so used to the Leslie Knope 
Leslie Nope thing. <laughs> you kind of forget that she is like a talent, talented comedian. It's like she got this one awful role that is um, that is like basically your dream liberal. Like I don't know. Yeah, I've been what watching if... a lot of Thirty Rock. <laughs> oh yeah, Tina Fey. I've never seen it before, but I'm like, I want to understand all the cultural references that people make to 30 Rock. I've never seen it. So I'm just going to watch 30 Chaz. Rock. It's like good, but also like very 2008. Yeah. Like it's extremely Chaz, 2000. I know what you mean, because I've had the same impulse. I nearly started watching it once. I watched like two episodes and then gave up. But it's, it's key <laughs> well, to see, understand I'm on, that... I'm on season no, no. three. <laughs> it's key to understand that we do not, we do not need to uh, understand like... American thirty-five-year-olds uh, references <laughs> who who, <laughs> who all live in New York. We don't need to understand that. We don't need I to know. understand them on what they say. I know, I know. I mean, Tina Fey it's is very a good. Funny. Tina Fey is a good like comedy writer, but she also has like some mm-hmm. bad impulses. Like the yeah, Mean Girls was like sixty percent of Mean Girls is like incredibly funny, and then there's like some stuff that is just like nothing. Yeah, there's stuff where it's like wow it is 2009 and you're like this is not a joke this is barely yeah. anything it's or it's like, like the, have you the random asian stuff racism in, in mean girls that like could be taken out completely and it, it doesn't yeah. change anything yeah wait asian that was weird yeah. there is a funny thing in 30 rock where anytime uh someone meets um tina fey's character they're like she's so ugly <laughs> I don't believe that everyone doesn't want to fuck Tina Fey in Tina this Fey's, TV series. It just doesn't Tina, make any sense to me. Is Tina Fey the most attractive woman you've ever seen in your life? No. <laughs> right she's fair. very attractive. She's quite attractive, yeah. <laughs> she's like extremely hot and she's like, I'm such a mess. And then she's like perfectly made. Well, that's what makes you, makes her hot, right? The, uh, it's just like that yeah. One Direction song. <laughs> she doesn't that's what know makes, what her, makes beautiful, her beautiful. Is that she doesn't you know. Yeah. <laughs> And then a lot of the jokes are like, haha, Liz Lemon, you look like a man. And I'm like, this doesn't even make sense with him. That's like any more. I also watched, uh, also watched Freddy Got Fingered a couple of days ago. I've oh heard of this. Oh my god. It's, you know, it's quite funny. <laughs> it, has some, it has some really problematic stuff in it. No. But, uh,. It is it is it is very like proto it's like proto I think you should leave. Like Yeah, I can see that. To be it honest. has the 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 main guy like Tom Green's acting is like exactly the same as Tim Robinson's. Um mm-hmm. So in that way it is uh it is uh quite I I'm not going to I can I can't say it's enjoyable but it's uh, <laughs> certainly something it's an experience. Of it's a an experience. Of time. It's it's not boring. No, I but know that, that was movie chat with sausages. This is movie chat. Uh, should we talk about journalism and books? Yeah, please. Okay. Uh, you don't <laughs> need money when you're famous. They give you whatever you want gratis, such as a pair of new shoes with matching laces, permanent box at the sheep's head races, me on the ride with a sour pickle, my personal puss on a
welcome to Who Watches the Watch. Uh, uh, Terry Pratchett reread slash watch podcast hosted by four people who will do anything. I'm saying anything to get their names in the paper. Um... My name is Chaz, and although I'm a lawyer, uh, I am not owned. Do not put it in the newspaper that I got owned. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Robin, and um, I'm also known as Robin the Piss King. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Dan Osher. Extra, extra. I got a big scoop. <laughs> <laughs> Catholicism is cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm your host, George, and um, no, I'm not going to make that joke. That's bad. Okay. <laughs> oh Christ! What was it? <laughs> putting another, putting another notch on the George. Another one for the patrons. Yeah. I do it for you. No, I can't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> say something. Say anything. On the tip of my tongue. We can come back to it and we'll splice it in. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're waiting now. I'm not going to say anything until you say your thing. <laughs> George. Uh, I'm your host, George, and you should read my new article. Uh, that was going to be my joke, but I can't remember what the, the rest of the article the rest of the joke was. <laughs> was it going to be about hentai? Uh... Possibly. You do a... Was it going to be about Possibly. 9-11? Was it going to be about Hadley Freeman? Was it going to be uh, mm-hmm. about... Uh... Um, that was the one I didn't say. Uh-huh. Okay. That I did sense. have another idea yeah. before that. You're still waiting for me. <laughs> yes. You need to say something. <laughs> I have to make a joke. Uh... Yeah. Yes. That's your, that's your job. Damn. <laughs> that is what you are being paid a full 20 pounds a month for. Is this one joke? That's too much. Um, I need a union. <laughs> um. With who? <coughs> Against who? Against who? The boss. This is a this is a new classic bit. Um, dead air while waiting for George. I think that's gonna dead be. Air. I think this bit is gonna be one of one of the faves uh, among the fans. Yeah. Okay, I'm your host, George, and <laughs> and okay. now I'm back in the New York Times, baby. <laughs> Good. I'll leave it in. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the thing is with jokes on this podcast is that I am the one censor. So sometimes I'll do like a taste sense, and I'll be like, "This is probably not okay," and I'll like cut at something. But if I'm like, "This is fine," then I just leave it in, and I'm the only one whose opinion it actually goes through. So. You're welcome. Uh-oh. I'm trying to um, remember what my original joke was going to be. I think it was quite funny. Okay, good. You can tell us in two years' time. Um, <laughs> hello and welcome back to Who Watches the Watch. Um, this week we read the second third of The Truth by Terry Pratchett. As we the mentioned truth. last time, one of the last pre-9-11 Discworld novels. Um, it's going to happen. It's going to happen coming. in Discworld. Yeah, uh, they're gonna fly dragons into the Tower of Art. <laughs> that joke before? I don't, I don't know. Remember. I think we might have done. Uh, that's so hard to tell with nine eleven jokes on us. 
there's gotta be like a point where like every single 9-11 joke has already been made. Like it's been... That will be my 9-11. <laughs> it's been over 10 years. <laughs> I like feel what's, like, the, what's like, the maximum amount like, of like riffs on one bit? I mean, they they expand ever outwards as culture expands, you know? Exactly. As language chains, that That's changes. True. Expansion, huh? You yeah. say it inflates. <laughs> yeah, inflates. Um, uh, yeah, that, that is hard. Just thinking of what if the... <laughs> <laughs> what if what if what if the the two towers were were just inflating and they're like oh no yeah I'm too full oh of- no they inflated no. too yeah, big and then the, inflated the, the, what if the the like left tower is like nothing the right one or something wow that's a, that's a good one uh, <laughs> it's this not is- even a joke it's just saying <laughs> just saying things. something with a funny word that I we love all know. podcasting <laughs> what if what if uh bean dad lotted. <laughs> Tiger Wachichi, <laughs> while John Mulaney uh, got hit by the trolley problem. That would be pretty epic. <laughs> so that I would stand next to it and I would say, well, that just happened. Mm-hmm. And it turns out it all happened. And I think that's the plot of the movie 9-11 Char- starring Charlie Sheen and Gina Gershon, that they have like a relationship trouble in the elevator. And, oh, it turns out it's 9-11 and they're in the 9-11 towers. <laughs> the elevator to 9-11. Getting sucked <laughs> off in the 9-11 elevator. <laughs> Do you think there were there were people who were like, they already saw the plane coming, they were like, oh no, we can't like get out of here. Uh, Do you want to suck me off? <laughs> like, because we might as well. Listen, sir, <laughs> like, listen, some, something bad's going on. We're going to have to jump off this tower, but have you considered <laughs> sucking me off before that happens? <laughs> as well like you've been looking at me um <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I feel like that would be me in any disaster scenario i feel like you're listen. cleaving close to i i've been watching the netflix netflix is the sandman ap- adaptation mm-hmm. oh, I'm, okay it's it's all right it's okay yeah i'm enjoying it i'm only like yeah. two episodes in though so i'm Oh. Obviously adapted from enemy of the show Neil Gaiman's <coughs> graphic novel. We love we, Neil Gaiman we appreciate, here. But we do. We have said in the past that we enjoy his work. We just don't like yeah. him as a guy. Turns out we they're were, set in the DC universe, which bad. But uh, the comic the show, like the, show, the show isn't. I no, the, I literally never in the knew comic. That. In the comic, there's like a cameo by the Martian Manhunter, Manhunter, like one of the first issues. Which you know, I think that fucking sucks. I I do not respect comics. Um, I am. Anyway, well, you're you're in one. We were at a pub quiz the other day, and one of the categories oh was the Simpsons cameos of famous people. And one of the Simpsons uh-huh. cameos that I got right because I was very good at this round was Neil Gaiman. And the team that we were marking um, thought that it was Jeremy Renner, which Jeremy Renner. Was that the one they thought was Jeremy Renner? <coughs> I thought they thought that Elon Musk was Jeremy Renner because the Elon Musk did not look like Elon Musk. Yeah. Still, Neil Gaiman came up twice in that quiz. Yeah, there was a lot of Neil Gaiman content in that quiz, which which was interesting. Also, yeah, I mean, sports. it's it's Neil Gaiman is having a moment. It's uh, you know. <laughs> why what's what's he done now? <laughs> <laughs> is he having another another tantrum? He's um, liking books on Goodreads he's... again. Yeah, I don't. That never happened. I love how much stuff like that where people are like, "Oh, remember when this happened?" And I'm like, "No, because that was no. never true." <laughs> People it's are like, yeah, funny. they got divorced, right? But anyway, um, the truth. How how the did we? Truth. How are we enjoying the second third of this book? It's very good, very political yeah. intrigue. 
Yeah, That's there's good. a lot going on. Stroking my chin. Twisting my whiskers. Um, mm. Hey, William D. Word, why is your dad's name blue on Wikipedia? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> he gets called out for it. They're like, I'm not going to fucking listen to you. <laughs> it, is, it is very accurate that he's the, the first journalist in Discworld is extremely posh and, <laughs> and yeah. like hasn't dealt well with like the racism that he's learned growing up. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry for being a bit racist. My dad was mean. And they're like, yeah, it's okay. Just stop. It's fine. Like, I see how you look at me. And he's like, I don't do that. And they're like, you do. I'm, I'm a little baby boy. <laughs> I never did that. I like when, uh, I like when he tries to hit on Saskarissa and he's like, listen, you're not my type. And she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, Excuse okay, cool. Me. That's okay, a classic Taylor romance. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, a hyper-competent yeah. woman, kind of fail son yeah, guy. With you know, mean, he mean makes woman, sure to mention that dude. has has big tits. Yeah, yeah, she's got, she's got big tits. And I like, like that it. we got confirmation of that. Yeah, <laughs> Terry's I was like, worried right, about it. I've got the romantic, the romantic female lead. She, um, she's Steph, you know. <laughs> and we got but a lot specifically, of specifically, William doesn't fail to mention that she has. Bigger tits than his sister. <laughs> Do a little twirl. I need to see if your tits are uh, bigger or smaller than my sister. Right. Okay, I, they're bigger. I don't have a sister, so I've no idea if that's normal. Is that? It's is not. That no, it's not. <laughs> I also don't have a None sister. Of, I don't have a sister. Mark, but um, <laughs> it's not normal behavior. Is that what people <laughs> with sisters do? Perverse. What are you doing? What are you doing? Have a having a sister for anyway? What? Yeah, like some kind of gross perm. <laughs> oh, you have a stepsister? Why? Because you want to have sex with her. It's <laughs> so funny going to Argentina for two months and immediately learning the word for stepsister. Not going to talk about why. Las pornositas? You're learning about laundry. Citas del porno? That's what they say. Um, yeah, no, it's really, it's really fun. Um, I like this book a lot. It's funny because it's not super actiony yeah. for the most part. It's just which very... is good because Terry's action is not good. Yeah, it's better in bad. the last couple books, but yeah, yeah, he's gotten better. Like I think he was pretty good with um, Fifth Elephant. Yeah. Like the, the action in that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, like this is a lot of like. Um, I don't know if you want to do a summary or if we just want to talk about it. I think do a summary uh, and then we can just... I'll do a brief summary of just... And then we can just, just talk about specific one. stuff. Which is just that, like, William the Word is continuing. The Ankh-Morpork Times is increasing in success. And then a, a competitor appears, which is the Inquirer, which is basically like a fucking... Journalism like, brackets bad. Red top. <laughs> um, like, sort of tabloidy thing that just, like, prints fake news. Hashtag. Yeah, um, can you imagine if this book had come out after the fake news term got coined in the sort of general consciousness? <coughs> Damn, it would be so insufferable, probably. It would be worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's like literally what it is. It's like, uh, and William keeps being like, oh, well, you know, a lie can run around the world before the truth's God's boots on. Everyone keeps saying this. Mm. Um, I wonder if it's a message. And yeah, especially especially yeah. some guy... Just like some guy in a like a a, a, sh a chair, shadowy chair. There's a lot of shadowy chairs he like, he going likes on here. 
And and William's like, wow, my dad always said this. And you're like, cool. <laughs> interesting. Okay. And, my dad um, must be an interesting person, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we we cut off last time where Vesinari, uh people were like calling the watch to the palace. And basically they're saying that Vetinari tried to kill Drumnot um, and escape with a bunch of gold, just like Vetinari would do, as we know. He loves money. Uh, it's, it's, it's a normal thing that he would do, because he, he really cares about money and has no other opportunities to make a lot of money, potentially, uh, if he wanted to. Um, but he's been hit over the head, or he's knocked himself unconscious or something. How mysterious. Um, and both him and Drumnot are in the cells in the watch. Uh, William sort of finagles his way in and is investigating the crime, but as a journalist, which is really pissing off Vimes, who doesn't know quite what's going on or, or who he is or what his deal is and what he wants. It's uh, so, an interesting one as a as a book in terms of the press's relationship to the police and the police's natural adversity to anybody talking about what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's very fun to see the watch from the outside. I do enjoy is. this. Yeah, there's a there's a line about the watch um, from one of the shadowy conspirators, the committee to what was it called? Deselect, deselect, deselect the patrician. And they're like talking about getting a new patrician in charge, and one of them's like, "Oh, Vimes won't be any trouble. Like he needs someone in charge to give him legitimacy." And it's like, <laughs> yeah, <"Yep."> ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he needs someone to like. Yeah, to be like, oh, you, here, here are what you're supposed to be doing. You're, you're serving my interests, sort of thing. Yeah. Though I think this, like, you know, as as we know about Vimes, probably misinterprets how Vimes actually does work. Um, mm. I think it's more, it's more, it of is an, how the police. Yeah, work. I was gonna say it's more. <laughs> it is how the police work. to real life. <laughs> like, yeah, um, yeah. I think it's interesting just because this book, like as you were saying, it's like seeing the watch from an outside perspective. It becomes much less propaganda. Um, not entirely less because they're still like a necessary and useful force in this book to an extent but it is very much like perhaps they shouldn't uh, they, they are shown abusing the powers that they have that's interesting yeah and they're, they seem a lot like a lot more shadowy and scary from William's perspective and it's like when he goes down the road and all the gargoyles watch him yeah. mm-hmm. it's very spooky very British I'm um, sorry like <laughs> <laughs> very cctv yeah. like society yeah. yeah i wonder where he got that one from yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. turning my calendar and it says 1984 <laughs> there's a my wife is a gargoyle <laughs> yeah so so that's really like, like uh williams a lot of what like, this is about yeah yeah I, I i like williams like uh ways of where he's like mm, well uh i guess vimes technically didn't say i shouldn't do this so i can tell like nobby that vimes told me to do that like, mm-hmm. like, like i definitely just talked to vimes yeah he's yeah. like Vim- vimes said you could go in here he's like yeah i just talked to him true <laughs> yeah technically because he because he doesn't lie this is the thing about william DeWitt. he doesn't lie but he also doesn't really tell the truth just like a journalist yeah a um, journalist yeah Perfect yeah. journalist. It's not an entirely fawning picture of journalism, is it? No, God. I don't no. think it is. Mm. I don't think it. I don't think he is it's like, like that. I think he's really being not a very nice person. No, <laughs> it's kind of a weird little creep, really. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, and yeah, there's like a he... bit the, the the one guy who sees like potential in him and who's like, yeah, this is a real one is Piss Harry. <laughs> I love Piss, Piss Harry. Harry. Piss I love great. Piss Harry. Harry King. He's my favorite. He will pop up again. Will it? Oh, good. He, uh, Harry King always <laughs> felt like a a disco Elysium character. I was gonna say the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. He is absolutely a Disco Elysium character. Well, this Disco Elysium is so Terry Pratchett in like a lot of ways. Um, but yeah, like this guy where he's just like some some urchin who worked his way up from from the gutter by like finding shit and selling it to people and figuring out who to sell stuff to and that everyone will buy something. Yeah. And then he just keeps like exponentially increasing his power until he's like being paid money to take piss away, which he then sells to someone else until he now has this huge fortune based on like waste collection. <laughs> and he just does, he does rule. This thing. book is what is the bin men with heart? Waste management. Yeah. What if the bin men were hard? <laughs> <laughs> There's no point. Like, at no point does Piss Harry like question what he's doing or at no point he's like, he's always like, why, are, why, are, why is everyone so grossed out by piss and shit? <laughs> why do like people everyone. think this is illegitimate what I'm doing or not cool well, it's like it's crazy that people it's are just letting me gold. get all the stuff that I'm getting money from yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a bit like that um, that uh, Michelin web sketch where the farmer's talking about how food grows out the ground and it's worth money yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> so you can sell anything to the tanners it's like so, so true yeah. so true yeah and now he makes paper, and yeah, because William goes to him because um, they're running out of paper, and he won't sell it to them because the inquirer is giving him more money. But he he takes pity on the on the fledgling newspaper and allows them to steal some some paper. Yeah, he's I love him. <laughs> he is good. He's a really he's a good really guy. fun character. I like. Yeah, I like. Um, there's a bit where it says that William had the uncomfortable situation of being a well-educated man while the guy in front of him who's illiterate is probably outthinking him like three times faster. Yeah. I like that <laughs> yeah. he knows that. Yeah. At least he knows it. Well, he's pretty He's pretty canny. Yeah. He's not like stupid, I think. He's pretty... He's sort of aware of his own deficiencies in a way. Yeah. But he is also kind of like a weird, a weird, slightly like obsessive dude like the dwarves are like listen we're just doing this to get enough money to go get married to each other mm. um, <laughs> and he's like you're getting married he's like you're getting married that's crazy but um, you're both and, and they're like dwarves and they're like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's how it works classic <laughs> hashtag dwarf moment um <laughs> um and they're like listen we're doing this to get money like why are you doing this and he's like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just, asking I'm, him that. Like Vimes I've is asking him I've just sort of ended up in this situation. You. Yeah. Like there's, there's there, like, I gotta feed it. The fresh is hungry and wants me to feed it. That that's some classic Terry stuff. The the whole like uh, you know, but it's not nothing like an Eldritch like uh, moving pictures way, but like just like in a more like I don't know. It's like a call to action, isn't it? It's it's his his path. Yeah. Yeah, but like the way the way that like the press like once once you start like the newspaper, right? Like oh, it just yeah. like keeps going by himself and it has like this compelling yeah. thing to him where like all the all these people work like at least, you know, William and Saharisa and Otto, like they they're all like but like especially William, like are like really 
pulled into yes we gotta uh we gotta po- post this new scoop like immediately right like yeah yeah they, they've become journalists yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like this book really represents like a a very conscious shift for terry away from like his often used uh narrative of of, of like satirizing the modern the, the real world by having a sort of eldritch influence of of like the sort of mm. uh various things coming inside the movie like moving pictures as you said or the yeah or soul things. music or soul music exactly thank you um so and it's very conscious like the way that that veterinary at the beginning is like oh uh it's not like gonna be like mr mr hong's uh three lucky fish bar is it <laughs> <laughs> and it, well it's like what no <laughs> i think i think terry's very much just like yeah i'm not gonna do that anymore i've kind of done it and I yeah. think he finds it more, I think he's realized he f- finds it more rewarding and interesting to just sort of see what would happen if this actually came in as a, you know, as something that's very obviously is like talking about uh, an issue or a, a media form uh, in our own world, but to talk, mm. just to have it as part of the world in, in Discworld. Yeah. Mm. And see see what it would do and how it would affect the place. Yeah, because yeah, I think yeah. the I think the like idea of like something, just like basically taking, taking legs on its own, like an abstract concept, basically like the abstract idea of like the press, like not just the technical thing, of the printing yeah. press, but like that, or I guess the idea that there is like the technical thing that then like leads to to this like more abstract idea that like, takes its own power, and I think I think he's like yeah, that's something that's actually like happening like the the same way like our like media revolutions worked mm. or uh or, or 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 media changes and like that put in the fantasy setting is like really interesting in a way of like you know there's other magic but this is like a kind of like thing that like works on its own but like not in yeah. a not in an actual literal magical way like the other fantasy magics he does i don't know yeah. yeah, and it's. I think it's interesting because we know a lot at this point about like the dynamics of power and relations between groups within Ankh-Morpork. Yeah, like we know how Vimes and Vendari work. We know how the guilds are and like what their deal is. And they're like, but what if a guy was like interrogating this and writing about it? Like, how would that affect things if suddenly? How would how would Vimes know? react to somebody who started writing down every single word that he said? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poorly. Yeah, which is like yeah. similar to like a sort of Vime style thing. Like the bit where he's writing, where like Mr. Slant comes and is like, oh, you're not part of the Guild of Engravers, you owe us two grand. Um, and he starts like writing down everything he says. That's sort of like a Vimesy kind of move, yeah. really, ex- except without like being a, being a policeman, but instead just being a journalist who's just going to tell everyone else about it. So you have this idea of like public, the public knowledge of like things yeah. in that way, you know? Mm. It's really fun. I just think it's really cool, um, and I and I like that they're all kind of freaks. And there's like the dwarves, and there's like Otto who just <laughs> has like his fucked up dark light that he keeps yeah. that he keeps. Otto absolutely off. the MVP of this section. I <laughs> I know it's so good. I love Otto, and the dwarves are like, "What the hell are you doing with this?" And he's like, "It's fine." 
<laughs> it's just science. He's like, this is cursed light. And he's like, no, it's just the electromagnetic thermological uh, like, darkness. And they look at the pictures and there's like screaming faces around Mr. Pink. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is really like becoming like one of my favorite Discord characters like on on He's this on this read cuz he has like this he has like this thing where it's like I guess it has been established that he's like the the like recovering addict yeah. uh, in a way yeah. where like where like Black they find like a special it. interest and that's you know all the energies that they would like put into addiction uh, or their addiction that like the channel into that but it just like really works because everything he does is so intense like yeah. his entire like living situation like he just keeps exploding but then <laughs> he's like yeah there's a way you know I can carry a drop of blood with me that will recreate me so it's she fine will, if I like blow shatter. up <laughs> if I yeah. immediately regenerate like he's just he's just being so nonchalant about like all these like really extreme things happening to him. He's taking a logical way out, you know what I mean? <laughs> he is. Very He's just logical. like so deep into like the this whole like recovery thing and into this whole like yeah, I can change my lifestyle if I want to, even if it's like incredibly fucking painful. Yeah. Yeah, and they all have the sing song and he, he nearly like Goes for Saskarissa because she passes out with the dark light, and he's like the heaving bosoms. It is too much. <laughs> My yeah. vampire instincts are telling me I must bite down. <laughs> um, and he has to like bite on a rat instead, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so embarrassed." <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> he's so fun, and he's got his little photographer's vest, but it's like black and like red silk lined because he's a vampire. It's it's just really it, it's cool. I love him. And uh, we got that thing about like him asking people to stand for pictures and them just sort of doing what he says, yeah. which is like some very early like color of magic yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's like people do. Uh, yeah, it's fantasy back. Cameras yeah. give people a weird power. They change how people react to them, and, and the camera's yeah. eye, if you will, which never <laughs> lies. Ways of seeing, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not much. Well, it's it's a it's a perspective where you can't see outside the frame. You know what I mean? So yeah. true. Um, <laughs> I also That's another really another thing good. about a, mi- a minor thing about Otto, Media. I guess, is I think Terry is like one of the rare people who can make like phonetically written accents actually funny. <laughs> I think it's funny when you're a vampire, you know. Yeah, I mean? yeah. I think it's always. Funny. I got a funny, a funny Hungarian there. accent, and the Hungarian accent is the funniest possible. <laughs> That's what people say. <laughs> <laughs> i want to hear that that stuart lee bit Damn, about go, gotta get me one of those but it's about yeah. hungarians instead <laughs> but, oh you know they're always getting they're always getting cherry soup on everything just you know, <laughs> covered in that really sweet wine that i've forgotten the name of temporarily the, uh, never mind yeah <laughs> yeah no, i know i know yeah. which one you mean it's the yeah. it's the Tokayasu. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, he's a he's a funny guy. Um and I like Saskarissa and I like her sort of new relationship to the to the press because she enjoys doing it. Like she likes being a lady journalist. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and she I love and the whole thing of like she's good at it. Um Do not look do- at her Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Saskarissa's column for the times. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the spectator. Um, yeah, I do love just the section where um, 
afterward is sort of talking to her about like, how did you get this information? I thought the watch wasn't allowed to talk to us. And she's just like, yeah, it's just lots of nice young men like to speak to me. <laughs> they just like talking to me for some and he reason. Gets and he's so like, mad about it. And he's, and he's like, they're not allowed to talk to you, though. <laughs> Why am I upset about this when I don't even think she's sexy? She's not even my type. <laughs> By the way, you're not even my type. And it says you in his like narrative, like I knew he knew breasts. he'd have to have this conversation at some point. He's <laughs> <laughs> just you're too hot and your boobs are too big for me. <laughs> Far too uh, sexy and competent. Problem. Yeah, <laughs> so true. So messaging girls on hinge that. like hey i know we you're met but type. i just i actually just swiped right so i can tell you that your breasts that, are that, too that, big that I'm, your breasts are too big and i'm not even interested <laughs> you're in you. too sexy um, and i'm not really into it so i, I don't like it yeah that's bad <laughs> um she she comes up with a great pun about cake mix up when a bunch of carts collide yeah and uh William's like, ah, the desperate humor, it's perfect. <laughs> Which is like me whenever I'm trying to think of like a, a name for an academic paper yeah. or something. And like it has to be like funny, but in a way that isn't actually funny. <laughs> yeah, me when I have to write uh, write an editorial for uh, for my non-disclosed job. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Me it's uh what if it Adrian Childs? <laughs> <laughs> this book is missing an Adrian Childs. Oh my god. We need like an Adrian Childs type character. I mean, everyone who's like bringing the funny fruit is like basically an Adrian Childs character. Like, that's so no, true. No. The guy who like. Well, yeah. the guy who sits in at meetings. It's totally different. Yeah. I do love the guy. Like, the. the They have the guy doing the obituaries, and they're just like, well, he can, he can write everything down really fast. Get him to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People love names. Mm-hmm. They yeah. love to see names in the paper. Which is true. It's true. So everyone's trying to find Waffles the dog because uh, he has information that may be useful to the watch if they happen to have a werewolf who could then speak to the dog and like ask what happened. Yeah, and luckily Will- Williams worked out they have Nobby, so... Williams figured out that Nobby Nobs is a werewolf. <laughs> I love how when William gets things completely fucking wrong. It's so good. <laughs> Classic journalism like, when he, brain. When he talks to Deep Bone and yeah. Um, yeah. he's like, ah... Oh. They talk. They talk about like pull the pull one of the other ones instead of pull the, the other one, and it's yeah, like he's like, others. oh, they must it's be foreign. foreign. <laughs> <laughs> More like deep boner, am I right? <laughs> so true. Well, it's whoa, funny as well because he's at that's the same time where he's like, talking dogs aren't real. That rumor <laughs> is told all the time, but it's never been proven. Uh, and then he's talking to Gaspard. It's very funny. The deep bone bit is like one of my favorite scenes of this book because it's like, it's just like <laughs> they keep just like going backwards and forwards. Gaspard like, is so bad at being threatening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or at like so using his power you. position. Well, because he's like, you got to prove that you have information that's useful, and he's like, listen, I, I can get just give me the money and I'll give you the information. And he's like, well, you got to prove that you have the information. And he's like, no, you got to trust me. Just give me the Why money. Why don't you just give me $150 like, <laughs> like right yeah. now? And then... <laughs> I am wondering how far the Reagan, uh, not Reagan, the Watergate stuff, the Nixon stuff can go. Like mm-hmm. how much more of it will there be? Mm-hmm. As much as possible. Yeah, you I know, Terry. Might be yeah. more than possible. Mm-hmm. This is for someone, again, who doesn't understand Watergate. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Deep Bone. Did you get Deep Bone? Deep Bone is Deep very bone. funny. Deep, yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, call me Deep Burn. <laughs> just, a, just a little joke for all of us Watergate heads. Yeah, this is Watergate stands who might fandom. be listening. I think, Terry I think when the uh, camera and says deadpan, <laughs> it's a joke about Deep Throat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Funny orange man said that the FBI like going into his holiday home is just like Watergate, which bad. Rep- but then he's the bad guy in yeah. it. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Watergate, where everyone was like, "I'm so mad that people got Nixon for being innocent." <laughs> <laughs> I, I assume he means like when uh, the creep goons broke into the Watergate hotel. But like, it's kind of different if it's the FBI and then some people you've hired, you know. Yeah. Kind of a different vibe. One's I think the guy who's saying. like the guy who's like leading the in- investigation is the guy who defended Epstein or something. So it's like a real like alien versus predator situation. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever wins, we lose. We lose. <laughs> but we also win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very funny that it happened. Um, I'm really enjoying um, various previous pro police people being like D- defund the fbi <laughs> i think that's <laughs> okay that's very funny <laughs> okay go for it go for it man yeah defund the cia um defund the c i wish they would defund the cia what if you had a government structure that could do whatever the fuck it wanted uh and it was always evil yeah um but legal which is the important bit <laughs> but legal well yeah speaking of I cia think. stuff the the other thing I really liked was like the whole conspiracy brain thing that Terry got here going, like the way like oh yeah, the, the way like everyone so is true. like I mean that, that's like honestly like a pretty like accurate observation mm. of like everyone who is like uh, yeah, but if the King of Lancaster is denying that the woman has given birth to snake, it's like that's what <laughs> someone who like knows about snake birth uh, <laughs> would say. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, he's played with this before, hasn't he, about, yeah. like, rumor and people just believing shit. But he's, like, the bit where William's, like, I hear, like, huge rocks just, like, roll through Angmorpork all the time, <laughs> like, completely destroying it, but the government hushes it up. And the guy's, like, damn, that's so, that's so fucked up. Although, <laughs> well, again, if this was written in the modern era, it would be much more irritating. Because yeah. there's mm. a whole lot of discourse, especially in Brit- British uh, new stuff about how Conspi- about conspiracies really it's mm. and uh, about how conspiracy theories are talked about by the news like newspapers as um like things only on the fringe and that are only like deranged and wrong when <laughs> they also promulgate multiple conspiracy theories all the time far right ones and, yeah. you know you, you can go and read douglas murray on and whatever he writes in occasionally and he literally wrote a book, which is basically great replacement theories. People fucking... aren't trained to do... It was like Keir Starmer on that fucking radio show where a woman, like a literal neo-Nazi plant, rang in and started talking about how um, white culture is like mm. getting eroded. And he was just kind of nodding and agreeing. And it's like, you fucking idiot. You fucking moron. Like, I d- He's simply listening to the voice of the British people. Poor guy. <laughs> to be fair with him, I don't think he, was, he agreed, but he did not deal with it well. No, I mean, but he, he said something like, like uh, oh, it's a valid concern. I just... Oh. It, yeah, it was... Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah, I remember the instant you're talking about. I can't remember what he said exactly, but... It's just, yeah, I, he, did, he dealt it, with it very badly. Yeah. I just It's one of those things where I think people, including us as well, are extremely vulner- more vulnerable to conspiracy theories than we like to think. 
I'm not vulnerable to conspiracy theories. (laughs) Everyone, everyone believes in at least one, you know? I'm immune to propaganda. (laughs) Which ones are we believing in? Uh, Mothman. Who's in this? That's not a conspiracy theory. You know, I don't think. It's fact. I don't believe that 9-11 was an inside job. No, I don't. No. <laughs> I don't I think, think I believe that. There, no, uh... there is no trutherism on this podcast. <laughs> I, I find it... 9-11 was done by wizards, as as we all know. Yeah. I don't believe in 9-11 trutherism. Yeah. No. Good. <laughs> I think I think them slags we, we flew into the not. Twin Towers and they blow up. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't believe uh, I don't believe Epstein killed himself. Like I think that's like. Oh yeah, I also like... don't believe that Epstein killed himself. No, me neither. That feels less like a conspiracy theory. I mean, it is a conspiracy theory. I mean, officially, like, like those... by the the Guardian will print that it's a conspiracy theory or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it is literally it's... a conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's conspiracy theories are also there sometimes are, there true. are conspiracies. Yeah, I'm just saying again. I've been re I've been reading the Jakarta method, and there's a lot in there where you're like, damn. <laughs> Yeah, it is very easy to become pilled when you read about when you read about like stuff History. that the yeah stuff that the US and the UK have done in the past and often in the not so recent past and obviously they do stuff now mm. too but we don't know what it is so much yeah yeah because it's not a matter of historical record um mm. uh, and it can yeah it can sort of crack you open in a way that leaves you vulnerable to thinking about things which i think oh you gotta be careful with it you gotta be like how realistic is it that this could be hushed up you know what i mean yeah. how many people would how many people would have to know for this to be true <coughs> I think how many people just, would have to keep this a secret it's just because everything is like happening so much and like i think it's i think it's very much like a case of like everything like the new cycle like accelerating so much and all this like crazy stuff happening that makes it like very hard to resist stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Like police like like police spies, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you hear about police spies and you're like, damn, now I'm paranoid. Who in my organization is a secret undercover cop? <laughs> and you're like, could be none of them, could be half of them, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Which really only benefits the cops having having that Exactly. Yeah. They love that doubt. Because then uh and leftists love to feel that doubt. Left, like, leftists love to think that other people are cops in their organization, even when they're not. Things that are very funny, like calling everyone a Russian bot in like <laughs> yeah. a few years ago mm-hmm. when they're like, when there was like three Russian bots or something in yeah. the end, and like most of them just weren't. <laughs> um, yeah, what were you saying, Yash? Oh, I was just gonna say to circle back to to the book and like George's original point. I guess is that there's a. I do think there's like some v- value to like, or how do I put it? Like, it is interesting why like this book written in two thousand is like so much more effective, or like than than it would have been like written today. Like, uh, I don't know if it's because the discourse was like not so oversaturated with like these topics, or because journalism has gotten so much worse since then. Mm. Um, but. I don't know, there's something to the, like, rather, like, pure nature, I guess, or, like, un... Like, the way that a lot of the issues Terry talks about is, like, are, like, political, but, like, not concretely 
mirroring like current events that it would get like annoying or like very lib i guess yeah yeah, yeah. He, he's not like this is just like how the media talked about hillary clinton yeah. am i right gamers instead he's like here is the newspaper and here's how sometimes it's good and here's how sometimes it's bad and how they can be used to spread stuff in order to sell papers and this is remember this is the purpose of newspapers yeah. is to be sold um like and this the, is the thing that like both papers are always obsessed with because they're like oh names sell papers you know people like olds rather than news people yeah. like to hear what they already think yeah it's interesting the the fake news like the fake news stuff i'm doing air quotes is interesting to me in a way that like news that is fake like has been around like forever like since news exists right? well yeah like <laughs> it's weird that the discourse around it like accelerated so much like since the term was coined by Trump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now it's been like used by like the opposite side. Like it's I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a I don't think it's a particularly useful concept for people's no. understanding. No, no it's, it's like not a, what, when is it fake news and when is it misinformation and what type of misinformation is it? Yeah. Like it I don't know. Yeah, and a lot of stuff is like, I I I guess Terry is also touching on this that like a lot of the times it's not like just like okay this is fact this is fake right like it's not the snopes thing of uh, of uh biden didn't bury a dog actually <laughs> on stage this is proven wrong when like what well, the question is not did he actually bury a dog but would he have and i think he would have um <laughs> that's what's more interesting about that um you know, it's not. It? It's well, not... But they're doing like their four out of five Pinocchios <laughs> yeah. or whatever. And, and it, but and it's my just point like, is, it's not actually about... capitalism is good. <laughs> it's not just a pure like this is this is real and this is fake, and it's it's yeah. a lot more like there's several aspects of you know it's the it's the actual meaning of discourse, like the actual Foucauldian meaning of discourse, or like the original meaning of discourse, and not the discourse in Twitter, Twitter discourse <laughs> meaning, <laughs> as in like things are like it in describing things like in getting the news into a story form we have to like stress certain aspects or like shape it into a way that it becomes a story right so we have to yeah we have to select stuff right yeah yeah, I think yeah that's and a lot there's, more there's interesting. like yeah and it's all the different forces that create that news story right like there's like what William understands to have happened yeah. based on his understanding. There's William's biases as a person and what he thinks, like what makes sense to him as should have happened. You know what I mean? And then there's like where he's getting his information and what they want to be heard. And so that gets like, that influences the story. And then he also needs it to be interesting in a way that sells the paper, which also influences the story. And so in the end, it's got all these influences behind something that then appears in the newspaper and then is read by the people, right? So it's not like, it, they're not just like ah oh, the journalism is the journalist is saying I'm going to make a fake story but like what has caused the story to take the shape that it has taken you know yeah, yeah. in in what yeah. ways is it fake like yeah 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 it it's it's very much a sort of like very surface level thing of like you press the fake news button and you produce one fake news mm, yeah instead <laughs> yeah. of being like one, why one lie please sir <laughs> yeah like like it, it, what is its relation to like sort of reality like why are they doing it yeah yeah, 
who does it benefit political forces and societal forces yeah mm. yeah who does it benefit where's the money Show me the fucking money uh, so William is trying to solve this mystery that he's trying to get the dog. Meanwhile, Tulip and Pin are running around, just just doing stuff. Hey. They, they try and get a werewolf. I remember the. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this bit. It's so good. They're walking into beers and they're like, "Oh shit, we've really fucked up." Yeah. <laughs> There's just like hundreds of eyes watching them from the darkness. It's I I really like how the the villains they're very like scary and threatening but they're also horribly out of their depth and they are flailing yeah, yeah. really badly. It's fun. It's when they uh, when they get when they got robbed by one of the thieves guild guys and they're like legal thieves guild let's get out of this place this is a sicko city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I I like the I think the the the, the reason why like Pin and uh, Tulip are like so memorable is because they're like these they're like these career criminals who are like trying to like just do a job right but they're not like the actual like you the know, they're still someone who's yeah, like yeah. putting like who's actually hired them yeah uh so yeah. like those are like the actual you know people who have the plan and they're just like <laughs> they they are kind of shitty guys right like they are doing <laughs> crime which is bad but <laughs> You know, but... they're they're also mainly just like trying to do a job, um, and uh, yeah, the... it's not really my read on them to be honest. No, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not trying to do a job as like oh, they're just trying their best, but more like in a way that like they're still you know have to improvise and they still like have to. You know, they're going to fail a lot of the steps because they don't really have, like, the big idea of what it is they're really doing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and they're not, like, familiar with Veterinary as a guy. So, like, they're like, what the fuck, when he, he goes to, like, get them when they when they break into his office. And they're like, what the fuck, why is this guy so us. fast and scary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no one told us there would be a dog. No one... No one told us that this was going to be like this. We don't know who we're working for, and like we don't understand how this city works. Um, and they're against Vines, who obviously does understand very, very well how the city works. Um, she's like a woman. But also, yeah. yeah, there's there's a she's like a big woman. There's like a, a there's a very woman. funny line I liked, <laughs> <laughs> where um, there's a very funny line I liked about um, when the werewolf is like grabbing them in beers and uh he makes his face change and uh mr pin has to watch his like horrible werewolf f facial transformation and it says something like mr pin would usually enjoy this sort of thing <laughs> 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 and i just like the idea of him being like just like a kind of sicko freak who would just be like oh that's interesting <laughs> Yeah, and you get the whole spiel from them, him at the beginning where they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go through this place like a hot night through butter with a new firm, with the yeah. new kids on the block. No one's ever we're done it like us. And they're not ready for us. They're just <laughs> constantly tripping over themselves and failing. <laughs> 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 While still being very scary, but it's, it's yeah. fun. It's yeah. nice, like... Yeah. And, like, normally people are scared self of expectation them still. Reality. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, like, like, they are scary, but they're also just out of their depth. Yeah. Mm. We get some more of the dark light stuff, as I said before, uh, with the salamanders. Uh, we, we see that the scary picture of William shows that his like his ghost dad is standing behind him, 
like with, with his hands on his shoulders, which is like a very a very direct metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> Saskarisa sees like silver rain and like fire and some shit, and she's like, I don't know what that's about, but that's very spooky. Um. Yeah, it's just all, it's just very interesting. It's very interesting as a as a sort of extra plot element that they have the sort of like dark matter camera light. <laughs> yeah. The dark matter stuff was one of those bits where I had the whole like reverse Rick and Morty thing done to me. I was there like maybe I do need a degree in in quantum physics to understand this. <laughs> <laughs> I could get it, but I'm there like I don't think I'm getting all of it. <laughs> it's just the light it's- illuminates stuff that isn't necessary hasn't necessarily been there isn't yet. necessary there was there or will be there yeah might like, a, there like i yeah that's the thing i get it it's it's just some of the language and like the first time he explained it i was there like uh-huh uh, <laughs> made me feel nervous again <laughs> like it was in physics it's kind of a i don't know how much of this is like actually rooted in like because terry is like interested in quantum physics he or loved, whatever he loves physics yeah but cool. i think I think it also has like a Douglas Adamsian touch in a way, uh, where like, where like Douglas Adams loves to put in like overly ridiculous science that makes sense because it doesn't make sense, right? Or because it's uh, it's yeah. very complicated. Uh, and I think like the the explanation yeah. that Otto gives here, which is a great scene where he's always like pausing for thunder, but it doesn't happen because it's not in Uberland. <laughs> Yeah, they got like better weather back in Uberfold. Yeah. It actually responds to like the the narrative of the of the scene. You know, it understands what emotions needed. Uh, there is a funny bit where he's like, because he's sort of talking about it, and is because you know how like dark matter is, you know how dark matter. No, is, that's you know? that's I think and, my problem. And, he's, and he's, he's like, oh yeah, it's super. It's he- it's like light, but it's heavier, and it like sinks to the bottom of the ocean. And I thought that was very funny. <laughs> the thing about dark matter. You got to understand, Robin. It's like a woman, <laughs> a big, big beautiful woman, big beautiful it's woman like a big, with big, you bigger can, than my you, sister boobs. You can't see it, but you have to assume it's there because of the way the planet rotates. Just like a woman, <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it, but the gravity of her ginormous boobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like, wow, the universe wouldn't work like this unless there were big women out there. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. Science Corner with Chaz. I fucking love science. Uh, I do fucking fucking love science. science. (laughs) (laughs) You gotta know about me. About 15 minutes ago, I remembered the joke I was going to do. Oh, I. Okay. But I've forgotten it again. Fuck. I hate you. I don't think you have. I think you're lying. <laughs> lying for the bit. I, um, a little bit uh, a little bit sad that you think so lowly of me, Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. George would never why lie would on I, a podcast. Why, George no, would never lie this for you. This is all of us. This is perfectly truthful. I'm telling you. Mm. This is a sacred space where we enter in order to talk about uh, Terry Pratchett yeah. books and none of us have ever lied. Unlike, unlike those podcast. other podcasters. Yeah, uh, who love yes. to tell? I don't know. I don't know any other podcasters. No, but like <laughs> hypothetically, like our okay, rivals okay. would be telling lies about uh, 
you can you can assume that because we exist, uh, other yeah. heavier podcasters must also <laughs> exactly. exist in order. Yeah, the uh, other podcasts are like a big, beautiful woman with like, huge tits. <laughs> um, I would like to be on this podcast. <laughs> can you introduce me to this podcast? I'm turning into one of those this like podcast. Um, one of those like when 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 you let uh, male iguanas get too old. Uh, and they get cranky. Yes, that thing that we're all familiar <laughs> yeah. with. <Yeah. laughs> the thing is, iguanas like a male iguanas. If you don't, if you don't let them mate, and they get too old, <laughs> they get cranky. That's what I'm saying. How cranky? Uh, they get. How does an aggressive. iguana get cranky? <laughs> they get aggressive. They attack you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> have you ever he seen an iguana? He just kind of stares at you in, in a grumpy way. I I don't think I have ever seen an iguana. They, I mean, I guess I must have. They can be like well over a meter long, including yeah, the tail, and they're strong. So you yeah. have to, including the tail, got yeah. big claws and a yeah. powerful bite. I thought they were just like little. No iguanas like huge. this. Oh, okay. So it's basically like That's your uh, priority to introduce them to like a big, beautiful lady iguana. Yeah. <laughs> for everyone so that they can go up to her and be like listen you're very hot but you're too hot and that's not my time (laughs) dark podcasting dark now this is the dark matter of podcasting Um, recording subliminal messages like uh at a really low frequency um that uh that we're splicing into these podcasts sad dudes uh, I'm, I'm saying things backwards. Send news um, to Chaz. Yeah. Oh, Nick, he's into it. I know who did the crime in... Feet pics. I know who did the crime in serial, uh, but I'm not uh, I'm not revealing it to you. <laughs> Which series? <laughs> you know, serial, the original podcast. Yeah, I know serial. I've listened to serial, but like, you know, it's different crimes. Yeah, I know. Depending them. on the season. The second one was just about a guy who may or may not have deserted in Afghanistan. It's fine if you desert the army. I think yeah. that's not a crime. You should do it. I think it's a moral think, imperative to leave. It's, I think the real, yeah, the real crime is to... Uh, maybe the real criminals are the countries who uh, start a war. Mm. Well, the politicians. Controversial. Mm. Now that's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe. Like, um, actually, actually, a country can't commit a crime because it's not a person. Why don't these governments fight the war? Mm. Why do they always send the poor? Mm. Yeah. Has so anyone true. talked about this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we have seen Liz Truss driving a tank. So. I haven't. I haven't. Why have you seen that? <laughs> a, well, not in real life. There's a picture of her driving a tank. I think she only did it because Thatcher did it, and it looks, mm. makes her look. I, I do yeah. like I do like how when you search Deep Throat, the first thing that comes up is Deep Throat Watergate, and then the second is Deep Throat Porn Videos Porn Hub. I think that's like a sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be the other way around, so uh, that's. Uh, no. You know. What search engine are you using? Google. That's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you have to go go on DuckDuckGo. Well, yeah, that's why you get that way you get the, 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 the real the first. real yeah. the real porn. <laughs> You see, if um, the if, real hentai, more like fuck, fuck, go. If uh, <laughs> if um, if Watergate happened nowadays, sadly, mm-hmm. Deep Throat would have called themselves uh, uh, Throat Goat. <laughs> would have been awful. Uh, would be this. This is what they talk today. Would be so annoying. 
Yeah. Yeah, Watergate would be annoying. I think it probably right. was annoying at the time. Yeah. This is an It'd interesting like, book uh, to have come out before all the like massive phone hacking scandals that happen in the UK. It's fun, journalism. Yeah. Oh, we just forget about those. Yeah, what? all the what? time. I remember that. That what wouldn't have happened in it? this country. This is a good Nothing? country. Yeah. Deep Throat. Yeah, now if I search on DuckDuckGo, the first thing that comes up is the film Deep Throat. Um, mm-hmm. And then the film Wikipedia. And then... Can't see anything about Watergate. So Google is pushing the sort of... <laughs> The Watergate scandal. I knew Watergate Google agenda. had an anti-Nixon agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is saying, Stone, um, this is the real conspiracy theory that is true. <laughs> that Google hates uh, Richard Nixon and you should, you know, you should tell your friends. Put it yeah, in the, the newspaper. The conspiracy is that uh, Google hates porno. Google mm-hmm. does hate porno. More porno on Google. That's right. Please. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that safe search. If you have safe search on, I don't trust you. Um, I won't use Ask Jeeves, though, because if you search porn on Ask Jeeves, it's basically like asking Jeeves to wank you off. <laughs> you put, that's pretty you, sus. It's just a picture of the cartoon of Jeeves with his dick out. <laughs> <laughs> that's just the one thing that comes up. I imagine it in the kind of Batman Alfred sense where there's like an animation <laughs> Al- of Jeeves walking towards <laughs> walking towards this this oh, the, are you, platter. Are you and talking on about the uh, is a series sorry, of pictures? I, yeah, yeah. And, you, and he says, Robin, Which when would you, you say, like today, sir? Robin, when you say Alfred, I'm like really confused who you're talking about. Are you talking about the the Pennyworth, the origins of Batman's Butler? Oh, sorry, <laughs> yeah, Alfred Pennyworth, <laughs> the origins of the origin of Batman's Butler. Yeah, yeah we've all heard of it. I don't it. know about that. People want to know about it. That's why they're making the prequel movie. It's just like Wonka. Yes. In I fact, I can't wait for the Pennyworth about. Wonka crossover. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. But Wonka should be called Wonka: The Origins of uh, Charlie's uh, Chocolate Guy. <laughs> Charlie's Chocolate Guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wonka: The Origins well, the of the origin man of who owns Charlie's the chocolate factory in Charlie, in Charlie and the Chocolate, the chocolate Factory. Uh-huh. Willy Wonka, the, the Oompa Loompa boss. <laughs> Willy Wonka, the Oompa Loompa slave driver. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, actually, they should make an Oompa Loompa Origins movie uh, where it's. Uh, I would not like, like to see <laughs> that. Imagine how that racist would that would be. <laughs> I, think I know Oompa Loompas aren't real. Might have been not entirely uh, PC. Well, Dahl. <laughs> That guy, no, he loved mm. he loved people of all races. I also no. he loved to write uh, diary entries about how much he loved all the ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a cool these guy, days, Norwegian. These yeah. days, you Norwegian couldn't come Welsh. up with the story uh, where the wife kills the man with the frozen lamb chop um, because yeah. of political correctness. Yeah, people would be like, "Why is she doing it? This is." about women being murderers he should kill her with a frozen lamb chop but then he wouldn't know how to cook am i right ladies <laughs> so true in um in uh, cardiff down on the bay because roald Dahl was born in cardiff yes uh, in case people don't know um, we all know they... we've all seen the norwegian <laughs> church yeah, yeah, yeah it's like right there. next to the yanto shrine it literally is <laughs> yeah the norwegian church is next to the yanto shrine but that's not because Fantastic. of roald Dahl. that's because of Norwegians were overrepresented in the shipping industry because they had nothing else to do. 
um, at the time. Uh, but they have a um, a statue down by the uh, the the bay barrage uh, of the very long crocodile, the extremely long crocodile. Yeah, mm-hmm. the enormous um, crocodile. The enormous crocodile. And there's a little <laughs> button inside its mouth. And if you get if you get your hand in, you press the button. Uh, the enormous crocodile um, reads out an audiobook of the protocols of the elders of Zion. To it. <laughs> it's pretty weird. Okay. Just as he stipulated in his will. Yeah. <laughs> I was shocked the city carried it out, to be honest, but I suppose it got through. You really can't, you can't trust Card no. of Council. Yeah. And, uh, one. They try to try to sell off bits of the city to the Qatar via one random guy. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hate when I uh when I go to visit the Yento shrine but like accidentally take a wrong turn and uh instead uh go to the anti Semitism place. <laughs> <laughs> Many a tourist oh, is and it was just to there trip. to pay tribute to my favorite character from Torchwood. <laughs> Yeah, M- many, who, many uh, people are, yeah. Instead, I you have a Nazi reptilian. <laughs> I remember that episode of Torchwood. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Wales is it's famous mostly for its memorials to completely fictional characters. Because um, there's also the, 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 the Dobby shrine, shrine in Pembrokeshire. Oh, Sorry, yeah. beg your pardon? Really? Like on the beach where he died? Are you yeah. telling me Dobby is fictional? Dobby has a shrine? Oh my god. <laughs> it's his grave. It's his grave. It's but his like grave. people like set it up. And they leave socks there. And the National Trust are talking about bulldozing it. And I want to drive that bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> they should auction off. Is Dobby's remains there? Did they bury it? Yeah. <laughs> it's very disrespectful to Dobby, but... Um... I'm going to dig up Dobby's yeah. remains and make jewelry from his bones and sell it to Tumblr teens. There's yeah. only been one real house elf in the world ever, and then they forced him to work on the Harry Potter movie without pay, and then they actually stabbed him on that beach. And if you dig up the Dobby grave, the Dobby shrine, you will find the withered corpse of a house elf beneath the sands. Beneath I was gonna, the pebbles. I was going to say, you, di- you dig up the, the Dobby shrine and there's just like a VFX artist who died of overwork who like died in making Harry Potter and they just buried him in the grave so no one would know <laughs> it's crazy that they killed Dobby it's you so dig crazy. up the Dobby shrine and you're like oh my god JK Rowling's credibility what, what happened <laughs> but you, you dig in there's nothing there and it's like damn <laughs> JK Rowling's credibility I throw it into the ocean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard some really bad stuff about uh, that person. Um, Dobby, I don't want to get yeah, into he's pretty it, racist. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that sock stuff. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know what that was about. That, uh, ableist to people who don't have feet. <laughs> he only wears socks that were made in sweatshops. Rastafarian <laughs> <laughs> Dobby. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, when Dobby did cultural appropriation, that was so cringe. Yeah. Remember when Dobby moved to Bristol and he kept trying to invite people to his mate's band? They were like <laughs> trip-hop folk. Uh, it's very bad. It's anti-folk. Sounds good. Yeah, I think it was cringe that like Dobby made up lies about being friends with Tricky. <laughs> um, Dobby claims to have like nearly dated Bjork, but like didn't. They, they barely knew each other. Yeah, Bjork writes a call-out post on Dobby. <laughs> yeah, Dobby said some weird shit about Natalie Portman. She's way too young. Ooh. 
<laughs> what are we talking about? Um, when Dobby smashed, his, I smashed his guitar on SNL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dobby should should have channeled like his uh, his uh, Natalie Portman energies into like uh, uh, assassinating like some presidents, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like that other guy did. Uh, what are we talking about? Talking about Jodie Foster. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was trying to make a parallel between John Hinckley um, Jr. Uh, yeah, um, classic hero. Um, yeah, is there anything else we like we haven't talked about in this in this third of the truth? Uh, I crack open the book. I left my copy in Argentina, so I was listening to the audio book that I have. <laughs> um, and so when I was there, like, what page are we stopping on? And you were like three hundred, and I was like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. You could have told me that information. I should have done. <laughs> I like I like the bit where they're talking about crazy um, things that the Inquirer said, and one of them is like half man, half moth swooping around the rooftops of Unseen University, which moth is obviously just it's just the buzzer still flying around. Uh, which I just think yeah. is very yeah. fun. Um, it's a good uh, yeah callback. Uh, they I like the the lodging house where William lives and how like they've got all like the your every your everyday blokes sit around the kitchen like the kitchen table for breakfast and like discuss what's in the newspaper and how yeah. he gets really mad. Yeah, it's yeah, clear, basically he lives with like Keir Starmer's ideal focus group. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he lives with the red wall. Yeah. This is the red. He wall. lives with the cartoon gr- drawing that like exists as normal people inside the heads of our like political system. Yeah, which is actually uh, I think very intentional. <laughs> quite, yeah. yeah, quite quite an astute bit of writing. I, though, I think Terry. it's very funny. Yeah. Oh, did we talk about the whole kitchen scales bit? Yeah, he me- he weighs. He has to grab some kitchen scales to weigh some money to see uh, how big the thing of gold that Federneri was trying to escape with was. And he's like, "This is too heavy. You could never have lifted it did, this." It did make me think about how like he used to be so fucked up when you had to like weigh things with like putting other weights on the other side. Like, I'm glad we're, we've gotten past that. <laughs> like, I know people love to say that people were better in the past days, but I would hate to do that like every day. can see Chaz's eyes bugging because her parents still own one of those scales and force her to use it all the fucking time. <laughs> yeah, that's how I weigh stuff at my parents' house. It's with a with a analog set of scales and ounce weights, so... <laughs> <laughs> how annoying is it some of us have lived that life i was so used to it when i got electric scale i was like wow this is so much quicker and also you can get exact measurements without like trying to weigh it to like the nearest quarter of an ounce with like the littlest weight um but this guy's got like a fun sort of you know a fun little if you have, like, to it. yeah it's like the i know it's cancelled but like the john mulaney bit about how people in olden days they had to make an event out of a boat arriving because they didn't have anything else to do. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't have to make a fun game out of weighing stuff, <laughs> yeah, yeah, is he, he cancelled? I don't, actually don't. I don't care. Don't tell me. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, cheated on his wife. <laughs> he divorced his wife, which is very cancelable. It's very cancelable um, to divorce your wife, which is why I will do it one day. Um, yeah, I think divorce yeah. should be banned. Yeah, we said before, divorce is good. Um, everyone should get divorced, even if you're not married. Get a divorce. Yeah, do get it. Divorce. Do it today. It's, it's cheap. It's easy. 
<laughs> my parents are doing it and afternoon. I've never been happier. <laughs> <laughs> Taking uh, the divorce pill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ex, ex separation pa- maxing. Ex partner separ- yeah, I was trying to think of a maxing thing. Yeah. Um, I love I, this uh, line about um, black people in Hawanderland. Oh, yeah. The dwarf's like, what do you call them? And William's like, I know what my dad calls them, uh, but I just call them people who live in Hawanderland. And this is what I think. Uh, this line has stayed in my brain for the entirety like of this podcast whenever Terry's like, there's no like racism on the disc, there's only speciesism. And mm-hmm. I'm like, don't lie to me. There is racism. Yeah. I think Terry kind of. I think of there might be racism on the disc. Re- no, I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I think I think there might be. Yeah. There, might, there might be. Sometimes what from else? its creator. Whoa. Whoa. Um, <laughs> I think uh, Mrs. Arcanum is a good name. Mrs. Arcanum is a good name. Very cool. Mm. Very, very uh, D&D game name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's a D&D n- name for somebody who is like a magician, not someone who owns like a boarding house yeah. for blokes. Yeah. Not like a like nineteen thirties Blackpool landlady. Yeah, yeah, he's like doesn't put too much curry powder in the curry just in case everyone starts turning foreign and takes off their clothes. <laughs> this is like, do you remember the British curries? This is such a visceral thing for me. Do you remember the olden days curries used to get at like school dinners where it would just be like raisins and like? Yeah, I was wondering if this is an actual thing. Oh yeah, yeah, they yeah, no, always have real. raisins in them. And you can get good curry with raisins in. I'm not saying that like that's it's like coronation chicken style curry. Yeah, yeah, curry powder. I'm a big fan of the of the headline, which is the patrician attacks Clark with knife, and then they were like, "We'll figure it out," so people will know which of them had the knife, and then it, they figure it out by <laughs> in brackets, just putting underneath, "He had the knife, not the Clark." <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good joke. Terry, Terry nails those jokes, like, when it's, like, uh, I guess because he's, he loves, like, language and stuff and, like, uh, playing yeah. around with words. But he also, always he nails, was, like, He was a journalist as well, so, like, he, yeah. has the, he has those instincts. There's, like, a bit, there, there's, like, the ongoing bit of the Trusha make you free slogan, like, being corrupted because yeah. of wrong letters. So there's a point where it says, the Trusha make you fred. <laughs> what if it, the truth shall make say? you fret is a very that would be a great name for a podcast would be a great am, I podcast right, name. am I right gamers yeah. talking about a, tr- a truth shall make you fret podcast uh, collaboration between truth shall, shall make you fret <laughs> and, and Fred says fuck it's what the people want um, calling out for it mm-hmm. I like the bit where um William's like, yeah, I'll give you my sister's fancy dress and uh, we can get it from our townhouse because they're at the place in the country. And Saskia said, displaying an inconveniently journalistic trait of picking up on the words you hope would be noticed. It's like, huh, what's that about? And he's like, oh, my family's rich, but I'm not. Um, very fun. Hey, I just remembered the, uh, the joke I was going to make at the beginning. Okay. Uh, it was, I was asking... You know, hey, I'm your host, George, and I'm asking people to read my new essay, How the Sopranos Taught Me About Male Body Positivity. <laughs> That's good. I'm writing. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> good. Sure would have, that would have really slain at the beginning of the podcast. 
Yeah, that would have slayed. Yeah, I think all the other... I bet we're gonna keep like getting one star reviews now because they were like George didn't do an opening bit, but they didn't listen to until like an hour and forty five. No, he did the bit about. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Chaz is gonna. If you leave that in, yeah. I love the bit where they're like bringing a bringing a parrot uh, when they're looking for a dog, and it's a parrot that they like wrote dog on it. It's very good to me. This is a great book. I'm excited (laughs) to see what happens. I'm excited to put the pieces together. Um, yeah, see put all those little little bits together. Yeah, we see. Um, this was a classic. Uh, this is what I call a middle part of a book that we talked about. <laughs> this is like when they, you got you've had the sort of like early setup, and now you're getting into like the rising uh-huh. action. That's how it feels to me. That's what they call it in this the book. Act two. Mm, yeah, like a like a yeah. like a middle bit. <laughs> yeah, like act two of, like of a three act finished yet, but also yeah. this wasn't the beginning. Yeah, like stuff was mm. established already. <laughs> yeah. um, we weren't like, uh, uh, who is William? Who is Sakharissa? Because we already knew because we learned it in the first part of the book. It'd be so funny to if we so have the technology that, that they have in, in <laughs> Men in Black for podcasting where we read the first third of the book and then instantly zap out of our heads and then we read the middle third of the book and we're like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> You're getting like the pure, the pure experience of reading the like the middle third of the book. That's the natural conclusion yeah. of Death of the Author, where you have to like do that to yourself every sentence so that you forget the context. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the natural conclusion of Death of the Author is that you should kill all writers. Yes. <laughs> mm. You should, and we're waiting for you. <laughs> uh, well, ours okay. is already dead, so. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, more like on uh, that downer note. Oh, like, yeah, a yeah. bit of a bummer. Uh any other points yeah. about this this third of the book? It's good. It's really good. Um, I'm I think I'll have more good book. I said this last episode, but I think I'll have more to say when we've read this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean this is just so smooth sailing, like reading this book. Yeah. Like there's there's really not a lot to complain about. It's just so well done, all of it. So it's like... Yeah, he's really mastered the, like, um, putting things in early, uh, like, seeding all the information so that there's going to be, like, a really yeah. satisfying reveal. At least I think so. I feel like there is. I have some information that I'm pondering. Mm. Yeah. He's really Pond mastered the whole, like, Ankh-Morpork thing to a way where it's, like... I don't know, we said this is the last episode, but it just feels so natural to be in the city, you know. It's a lived-in city, it changes, and it the people yeah. in it are interesting and have their own extremely insane lives. Mm. And I, I think that's about beautiful. A world, a fictional yeah. world with consistent internal logic, you know? Yeah. That is also consistent allowed enough. to evolve and change. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love to read that in a fantasy <laughs> book, unlike another fantasy book that um, two of us are reading at the moment. It's a real. I'm very excited to hear about that. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, we read 150 pages and already had like t- had to take issue with like every single interaction he had with a woman. Like, it's not even. I think we picked apart like literally every single scene he had. Where are you following me around? Um... <laughs> yep. We're, uh, That's right. It's the George, the George Killer the George Chronicles. Killer Chronicles. <laughs> watching, watching George from a bush every time he talks to a woman. Be like, 
Why'd you say that? <laughs> that ain't it, Chief. Uh, that's uh, not the T. Um, am I right, <laughs> fellas? That's so right. <laughs> okay, well, if that's the end... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is. Thank, thank you for just listening. Just like my favourite... Uh, I was going to say, just like my favourite... What's up with yours guys' jokes today? Uh, the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving all these half jokes. They're like jokes, but they don't have punchlines. <laughs> They're just references to something that like might be a joke. <laughs> Just like uh, just like uh, Lincoln Park said, uh, in the end, it doesn't even matter. This is so yeah. true. Um, in the end, <laughs> doesn't even matter. If you like We've this, tried so um, hard for this podcast. We've come we so, so far. far. We did. Um, if you like this, you can donate to the Patreon for three euros a month and get access to our bonus episodes which include Dark Spell and some other shit some Neil Breen movies you know some shit uh, oh, or you can more of those. Yeah. sorry we, we haven't put out uh, Patreon stuff in a while but uh, things have been have been busy for us uh, but eventually I'll write another Dark Spell chapter in the but, meantime, yeah. I'm still extremely keen on watching the Diana musical so I feel like we could do that soon oh we gotta do that or you can donate five euros a month and get your name shouted out like these people. Terra George. <laughs> Sarah McClintock. Kings Onion Calolifer. Milk Succubus. The royalty. Oh, Justin Crandall. Evan Diem. Cora. Tigany Progony. Golden And special thanks to mm, our $10 patrons. Uh, or 10 euro, I should say. Uh, on the Bjorn Strong in the M tier, who are the uncles of the show Tintin, Slime Simon, mm, Plush Ray, Gardar, and oh, yes. Big Flat Bunt. Thank My you. My water sports faves. Mm. Just <laughs> to piss everywhere. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Patreon um, did a whole like uh, redesign on their website, and it's so confusing. But uh, anyway, Patreon. anyway. Yeah. Thank anyway. you. Thank you for donating those people. You can join our Discord Thank if you, you want to. If not, uh, we will see you next time for the final third of the truth. They will happen? finally, finally learn the truth. The final truth. third of fake news? Fake news question mark? Mm. Crooked Hillary. <laughs> I'm a nasty uh, woman. <laughs> Me too. Sleepy Until Joe then, uh, beyond beyond strong in the arm is mine uncle. Ife. My uncle. The truth, will, ma- the truth will make you come. <laughs> the truth will make you sweat. <laughs> yes, yeah, so true. The truth will make you beat the heat. <laughs> oh, the heat! Oh, the heat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. bye. <laughs> Oh,